It is the 11th of June, 2021. This show comes to you each and every weekday at about the same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Here we go. Hey, it's Blind Tony. And you know what? If I'm not reading Braille or teaching in the office or walking into the ladies' restroom by accident, I'm usually listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Tony. Okay, welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures uh, each and every uh, weekday, sometimes on the weekend. I appreciate you being part of it. It's found wherever you download podcasts or at ericsaintshow.com. Subscribe to the audio podcast. Even if you don't, even if you don't listen to the audio podcast, it's still important that you subscribe to the audio podcast. Okay, thank you very much for that. If you're enjoying the show on Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash Eric Zane fan page. It's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Share that thing. Like it. Thank you so much. Twitter, a Periscope video. Retweet it with a snarky comment. Usually just Bleeding Heart Brian and Sarah Rook Rock Rooch are the only ones that do that. But get creative with it. Have fun. In fact, yesterday, Sarah uh, retweeted it. And she said, the only thing good about this show was Adam Deggy today. Or some shit like that. Like, oh, my God. That, that, that one actually hurt a little. Uh, then on the almighty YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. I'm on Discord as well. You can uh, find me there. But the uh, it's not quite ex- perfect on Discord because you can't hear any of the clips that I play. I, I need one little patch cord that I have yet to purchase, which is probably going to take me about six years to do because everything takes so long with me. So if you're listening to the audio only on Discord... You're not going to hear various sound bites, and today is kind of a sound bite intensive show, so you know you're going to be in the dark on a lot of stuff. So I apologize for that, but uh, we'll do our best. So, nevertheless, the show is uh, uh, happening, of course, and as I said, in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. And uh, as always, you can reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Shoreliners, they sweep parking lots and then they paint them. Okay. You want to uh, make a great first impression with your, your customers. Don't have the parking lot look like shit. Clean that thing up, for God's sake, with Shoreliners Striping. Reach out to them online at shorelinersstriping.com or click on their logo at ericzaneshow.com. All right. The uh, air conditioning will be uh, kicked into high gear again today. Did you know that, uh, at least here in Michigan... From 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., the cost of energy is double. Uh, which I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, whatever they charge per hour, kilowatt hour, I forget how it works. They, uh, they, they double it from 2 to 7 to discourage you from uh, cranking it up during the hottest part of the day. I had no idea that that was a thing. Last year, I had that. Uh, I had like a, um, there was a device attached to the uh, AC that they like shut it down. If the demand gets too high, and that was a uh, terrible decision. I hated that because it got hot as hell during the day, and uh, I was not about it. I ended up, oh, no, take it off. I don't want it. I, t- I don't want that anymore. It's a bad idea. They give you, like, some incentive, and then it's the, the first day that you use it, you're like, oh, God, I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, but it's uh, definitely a hot one today. Temperatures in the 90s. I think we have, like, one more day of that. 
and then it's going to kind of uh, uh, cool out a little bit. Have an update today. Uh, normally, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast most of the time is on Fridays at 7 p.m. But I realized yesterday that uh, I had to change that because I've got a rehearsal dinner because I'm marrying a couple of uh, friends of ours. You know, Reverend Eric. This is the second time I've done this. I did it once with uh, uh, Throat Slash Dale. I was supposed to do it with uh, Tarantula Farmer. But I couldn't do that because my mom passed away, so that got canceled. So this is the second time I've done that. I'm doing it for uh, a sweet couple that we've known uh, forever. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. But the rehearsal dinner is, tom- is tonight. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot all about that. What am I going to do? I I've, I've already talked to these people about... Uh, uh, do you know having a normal uh, start time, but I, I I can't do it. So we're gonna do it early, like way early. Like you're still going to be at work early, like three thirty this afternoon, Eastern time. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast will be taking place. So I will send out the invites, and um, I will uh, I'll do that to uh, the usual suspects. Typically, a lot of the people I'm gonna go to the old Facebook feed from the film like today. Like I see Adam is there, Brian, Kenny, Dirk, Josh, Wendy, Wendy Johnston, uh, Tarantula Farmer, uh, Mindy. Uh, I'm going to um, send you all invites. Kenny says, just dump the Discord. Why? What? What? You always have the suggestions that like, what is, you don't even have any idea what the hell you're talking about. Excuse me. Dry throat again. Uh, loaded up on meds, and I think I'm winning the fight against the um, against the uh, uh, what do you call it? Poison ivy. <coughs> Excuse me. Hang on. I think I've turned the corner. Feeling much better. Still there, but it's it's starting to fade. It's not as pronounced and itchy and stupid. Uh, Kenny, it isn't that it doesn't work properly. It works fine. I don't have a... uh, It's one little cord I have to plug in. Uh, And then you'll be able to hear the whole thing. That's that's what I was uh, suggesting. Um, That's what I actually said, but you missed that. God. Brian says, Kenny, does the show on Discord affect your life any? It's a perfect example of why do you... (laughs) Unbelievable. All right. Don't get me started. Um... So 3.30 today, I will be doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So we got to get it done early because then tomorrow I am booked the whole day. And uh, because the wedding is going on and um, I have to head over to Harbor Humane on Saturday at uh, at about 9.30 in the morning. That's where the multi-talented Allison works. She is a, a awesome supporter of the show. And I've partnered with Harbor Humane um, a, a time or two, talking about their initiatives and things like that to get uh, dogs and cats adopted. And uh, I'm like, I want to get over there and I want to see the dogs and the cats. I did this once before and I shot video and then it, it time passed and I never actually edited the damn video. So I don't want to take the old footage and edit it and make a video out of it because... Uh, it's all dogs that have already been adopted. So I'm headed over there. I cannot wait to do this. I love this so much. Uh, harborhumane.org, I think, is their website. Let me double check that. Harbor Humane. 
Yeah. Harbor Humane, they're in uh, West Olive. West Olive. HarborHumane.org is their website. So, all right, that's going to be a good time. And what's interesting about this is my son is actually working with them. Jim, he wants his dog. The dog's name is Lola. And I swear it looks like a, a cross between a Rottweiler and a Chihuahua. I, 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 I shit you not. Uh, and it's just the cutest little dog. And uh, he is third in line for adoption. The way they do it is you kind of like fill out a uh, application. Uh, and then on the next adoption day, they, they line people up. And like the person who's first in line gets their pick of all the dogs. That's how they do it. Second in line, same thing. And then third in line, and Jim is third in line, so he has got his fingers crossed that they do not take this cute little dog, Lola, that he, Aubrey, and the kids want. They are absolutely in love with this little dog, Lola. And I'm like, all right, buddy, we got to do this. So it's about time he got a dog. And so I'm stoked about that. And Jacqueline, is she is on the verge of getting a dog. I talked to you about this. A damn French bulldog. That was wandering around. It, it was a stray. I've never heard of such a thing. A stray French bulldog. You know, that they, they're kind of like, a, uh, this is a dog. I, I hate to say that you would take care of some dogs more than others, but this dog, I guess, got out. Bruce does that shit all the time. Uh, Bruce would probably thrive in the wilderness, though. Yeah, right. But uh, somebody's French bulldog got out, and they've been trying to find this dog's owner, and they for months they cannot find this dog's owner. So and it's not chipped or anything. So now it's up for adoption, and Jacqueline wants this dog. So that's it. Now they can come and get one of these dogs because son of a bitch, I was so pissed last night at ten thirty. Um, okay, a little bit of background. Daisy over there crashed on the couch. Is um, she's battling a uh, urinary tract infection, and it has been a while. I mean, like for a month, we've been trying to get this thing straightened out, and I don't. I can't say for sure who is responsible for what happened last night, but all I know is this, that when I uh, uh, put the dog to bed at night and then in the morning when I wake up, she usually has peed in this room that I keep her in. I'm like, ah, shit. So that maybe that has something to do with the infection. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, so we bought Daisy a brand new dog bed. And this thing is huge. You get it at Costco. It's it's uh, they're, they're not cheap. And I said to Diana, I go, I'm going to, uh, I don't want her to lay on that thing until this, she's no longer peeing in the house. Okay. We've got to, we got to stop this because this could, all it does is, is destroys these things. They're, they're hard to wash. It's a dog bed. You, it's hard to throw them in the, uh, in the, in the clothes washer because they're so bulky and they just get really jacked when you do that. It sucks. So, okay. I've got it. Uh, the dog bed, uh, kind of like on its side, leaning up against a wall. And I'm pretty sure that um, she did not do this because of the positioning of it. Again, it's it's a big, round, giant dog bed. And it's leaning against the wall. And I, I, I go uh, to let the dogs out last night before bedtime. And one of the dogs has walked up to it and peed on it. I'm like, holy fuck. It's like they read my mind and knew that they wanted to piss me off. So they're going to go and piss on the dog bed that I'm keeping away from them so that they won't piss on it. They've sought the fucking thing out and now they're pissed on it. And I'm like, well, I don't think this was Daisy because she doesn't hike a leg like that. She only would piss. Well, she's a female dog. She squats to pee. Bruce and O'Neill and Benny do not, these dicks. And uh, one of those fuckers pissed all over the dog bed. And I'm like, son of a Bitch, are you kidding me? What? 
Come on. Oh. So, all right, great. You know, oh, God, was I pissed. And then, uh, so then I'm trying to pinpoint who did it. And I'm looking at all of them. And they're all, they all the same look on their face. Like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you look guilty. No, you look guilty. No, you, it was you, it was you. So then for some reason, I thought Daisy did it. I don't know why I thought that. There's no way it could have been her. No way whatsoever. Because again, she would only do it if it was laying flat on the ground, which it was not. So, all right. Um, I said, all right, get to bed. I put Daisy in the laundry room, O'Neal in the laundry room. And uh, I, nobody gets a bed. Nobody sleeps on a bed. You're all going to sleep on the, on the floor. And that's the end of it. You're all getting punished. So I come up here, sit down, do some work for about five minutes. Felt bad, ran downstairs, made up their beds. All right, sleep. Good night. Wake up this morning, pissed on the bed. Shit! Unbelievable. So, all right, she might have... I don't know what's going on. All I know is it's bugging the hell out of me. And in the back of my mind... um, Now, Daisy's seven, and... uh, I don't know. I just just hope that this isn't the start of... uh, uh, you know, a kind of a slippery slope with more terrible things happening to her. Like she can't control her bladder or anything like that. And then the dog kind of deteriorates over time. I hate the idea of having an end of life scenario with any dog. I, it really, it's, it's the absolute, it's, oh my God, the intense physical pain that you experience when that happens. I'm trying not to think about that, but my mind is playing tricks on me today about this. But all right, so there's a lot of stuff going on re- concerning that on this on this big day. All right. They're all cashed out. Who else do we have here? Good morning to you all. It's so nice to have you joining me here on the Eric Sancho podcast. Sarah says, get the dog diapers. Kenny says, I love these stories. Makes me thankful I don't have a dog. Yeah, I know, but yeah, there's so much joy to having a dog. I, I wouldn't, uh, if, you know, I'm all agitated right now, but in the, uh, you know, in the long-term uh, idea of this, I love them very much. And Jason says, and you want to add two more to your clan? Shaking my head. I'm not adding anything. They're not going to be in my house. They're going to be in one, it'll be in Jim's house and it'll be in Jackie's house. They don't live with me. Yesterday was moving day for Jacqueline. She moved out of this apartment, her and Justin, into a, uh, a house that they're renting, a friend of theirs. And um, she says, hey, can you, can you swing by and, uh, and help us move? Because, you know, we got the truck and extra, extra hands, you know. I go, absolutely, no problem, you know. Did not know what we were getting into. Uh, you ever like uh, move somebody and then when you walk into wherever, you know, what it, you're, you're going to be moving the stuff out of one place and putting it into another place and you walk in and everything isn't like ready to go, you know, like it's kind of ready to go, but not really ready to go. And you realize, ah, shit, this is a lot of work. Uh, she had the, um, she got a lot of it moved ahead of time, but not, not all of it. And uh, we walk in there, and Diana's kind of just there for moral support. She can't really lift anything. So me, Justin, and, and Jackie are doing it. And 
Oh my God. This was, I thought this was going to be like an hour and a half job. It was like five and a half hours. I'm not complaining. I enjoyed helping. And, uh, you know, it's just one of the things you do for your kids. You know, you help out. But holy crap, hottest day of the year. It was like 92 degrees, sweltering heat, humidity like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, oh, my gosh, man, this took, uh, this took a lot of life out of your old pal, Eric. And then all I kept thinking was, Mike Ball, I got to run. I got to, I got to run this evening. Uh, I had, I, I trained Monday, I trained Tuesday, I trained Wednesday. And I want to get a full week of training for the first time in forever. Now, you need to understand, in training for this uh, uh, half marathon race with Mike Ball, I am at the infantile stages of a training program. We're talking maybe 16, 17 miles in a week. Mike will probably run that much in one day. That's how far ahead this guy is than me. I talked to push-up Paul yesterday on the Patreon who knows a thing or two about running marathons. He says, I think you're in trouble, Eric. I don't think you can do it. I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. Thank you. So, okay, I'm uh, moving Jacqueline, and I'm like, God, I got I to gotta run tonight. It's like time is getting late. Finally get home. It's still 90 degrees out. It's 8 o'clock at night, and uh, I head out. And my gosh, was this awful. Oh, it was absolutely horrible. I cannot believe how much the heat affected me. And all I'm doing is running three miles. No big deal. This, this should be no problem. And it, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I barely got over 10 minutes a mile, if I was any better than 10 minutes a mile. It was that disgusting. So I'm just picturing Mike freaking ball being light years ahead of me. And I'm sitting there like it's getting into my brain for this October 17th race, which we are 128 days away from right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. There's, this is, uh, this is going to be tough. So, but, uh, four days worth of training now in a row that hasn't happened in like forever today is hill workout. So you got Monday is uh, mile repeats. Tuesday is recovery. Wednesday is half mile repeats. Thursday is recovery. Easy. Friday is hills. Saturday is long run. Sunday is off or light run. So I'll probably take that Sunday off. So six days of training. But for me right now, that's only like 17 miles. By the end of this, it should be 50 to 60 miles in a week. One week down and many, many more to go. Again, I know what I'm doing. I'm, some, I'm, I'm much smarter at this than Mike Ball. He thinks he's smarter than me. He thinks he has more knowledge than me. He doesn't. Uh, I've, I've pretty much, uh, for the entire time that I've done multi-sports, Back in the day, I destroyed him. It wasn't even close. There was one or two times that he got lucky because I was injured. But this idiot thinks that he has some type of uh, uh, winning streak going against me. He doesn't. Uh, I've always hammered him. He's always finished back of the pack. Awful. So I don't know what's gotten into him lately that he's gotten to be so strong. I will give him that. He did amazing at the Greenville Triathlon just last weekend. But for him to think that he's got me, he's got me beaten right now, is it's way too early. You do not count your chickens before they hatch, Mike Ball. Okay? Peddler of sugar. Jackass. Just you wait. Every day I'm stronger. 
least that's what I'm telling myself. I can only worry about me. I can't worry about him. I can only do me. I'm just going to do me all damn day. All right. The open of this show brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Book a party at TC Paintball. You got the kids running around the neighborhood. What are they going to do? Ah, we want to play video games. We want to do this. We want to do that. It's summertime. Get the group together and book a party at TC Paintball. The kids will love this. TCPaintballGR.com. Uh, workplace team building. You can do that, too, at TC Paintball. Bachelor party. Bachelorette party. How about that? All at TC Paintball GR. Online at TCPaintballGR.com. More fun with Cornhole America. Get dad a set of cornhole boards custom made for Father's Day. Cornholeamerica.com. They ship them anywhere in the United States, uh, and they can put anything onto a set of cornhole boards, too. Whatever logo you want, somebody's initials, somebody's face, it doesn't matter. The sky is the limit. Be creative with what you want to do. Contact them via their website, cornholeamerica.com. Absolutely the best. Thank you so much to Cornhole America. You will never need to buy another set of cornhole boards again, guaranteed. The best, they last forever, made right here in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan, and shipped all across the United States at CornholeAmerica.com. Hang on, need a drink. All right. Uh, man. Um, also, by the way, if, uh, if you want me to help your business, reach out to me, Eric at EricStainShow.com. You can market on this show. It's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than radio and the reach is just as far. Okay. I was talking with Adam Deggy yesterday. Uh, I only listen in the car. So he listens for like six or seven minutes a pop. You know, nobody gets their content from the radio these days. Even the radio shows. People don't listen to the radio show to get the radio show content. People listen to their favorite radio show in podcast form because the radio shows make it available after their show gets done. That's what they do. No longer does anybody actually listen to the radio. But you know what radio is doing? Charging uh, businesses an arm and a leg to get on the radio. I've suggested this many times. If you are, if someone is, uh, if a radio station is trying to get you to market whatever it is your business is on the radio, ask them this question. Hey, can you show me uh, what the cum of this radio station is from 10 years ago to now? Because they have all that stuff. They have all that stuff like on uh, in records of ratings. And you will see a, a very healthy number from 10 years ago. And then the cum now is like 60% lower because so few people actually listen to the radio. Uh, podcasting is where it's at and it's a fraction of the cost. Reach out to me, Eric at ericzancho.com and I will tell you all about it. Okay. Oh boy. The, uh, uh, Michigan, uh, uh, sex scandal and cover up has blown up and I am all about this story. This is ugly. Now this, uh, physician, this Dr. Anderson who, uh, made an entire career out of raping student athletes is uh, the guy in question. The guy, here's the problem with this story. This is as bad, first of all, as Sandusky, Penn State. This is as bad as Larry Nasser, Michigan State, and any other sex scandal that has affected uh, a university. 
And uh, it's a systemic problem where these people in positions of power um, get into uh, leadership roles and they um, then take advantage of vulnerable people because of their power. And that's what happened with this Dr. Anderson. Now, uh, Bo Schembechler, the legendary coach of Michigan football, he works into this because um, his son, Matt Schembechler, when he was 10 years old, we talked about this yesterday, he got a uh, uh, athlete's physical from this uh, football doctor at Michigan before he was going to play like Pop Warner football. And the doctor put his finger in Matt Schembechler's ass and the kid's like, oh, my God. And the, but the 10-year-old was brave, Matt Schembechler, and he spoke yesterday, and you'll hear from him. He, uh, he said to his mom, he goes, Ma, you won't believe this. And then she goes, well, you got to tell Dad. Uh, Bo Schembechler comes home. He says, Dad, this is 1960-whatever. Uh, the, the doc, he, he did this to me. I don't, I don't believe this shit. And then he punched the kid in the chest. And then uh, he also indicated that he, he was abusive to his mother, closed fist, Millie Schembechler. So this is all fucking weird, man. Uh, and then, so yesterday there's a big, big press conference with, uh, other guys who used to play football for Michigan and my God was this explosive. Holy shit. I almost, I didn't know where to begin because you had statements from, uh, Matt Schembechler, who's 62 years old. And when he was 10, that all happened. And he revealed that to Bo, Bo then didn't say shit to anybody. Okay. In fact, they fired that. Um, what do you call it? Matt Schembechler then got in front of the AD at the time, who's also dead, and said, hey, this happened. And the AD fired him, and Bo Schembechler got him hired back. He got the fucking rapist doctor hired back. Oh, my God. Um, and then there was all sorts of jokes by all uh, this. I listened to the whole damn press conference of these athletes and uh, uh, talking, former athletes, or they're all uh, older men now talking about what it was like being on that team and what they had to go through. Now, you, you, I, it's a lot of questions that might come up in your head. I know they did with me concerning this. Uh, why did you put up with this? Why, um, um, you know, why didn't you say anything? And that's easier said than done. you got to realize a lot of these guys are 17, 18 years old, and all they want to do is play football, and they, they wanna, uh, they've got big dreams, and if they rock the boat, there could be a problem. Let me start with this. This is a former Michigan player. He played in the late 70s, early 80s uh, from the state of Michigan, actually. His name is Dan Kwiatkowski. Uh, Kwiatkowski tells his story. This is, this is very, very rough, okay, what you're about to hear right now. This is terrible. My name is Daniel Kwiatkowski. I attended the University of Michigan from 1977 to 1981. During my senior year at, in high school, I went to St. Clement. Bo act, actively recruited me to join the University of Michigan football team. He came to my home and met with me and my family. I will never forget the, that meeting with Bo and my family. During the meeting, Bo made promises to my parents. Bo promised them that if I attend the University of Michigan and played football, that Bo would be a father to me and look after me like I was family. We were a poor working class family and my parents were very worried about my future and being able to pay for medical bills. Bo promised my family that he would keep me safe and make sure I got the best medical, medical treatment. We were sold. 
When Bo left my house, my family and I knew there was no question that I was going to become a Michigan man. I was 17 years old and full of piss and vigor and wanting to be, uh, become a, a Michigan man and a Michigan football player. But Bo didn't keep me safe. He broke his promise to me and my family in the fall of 1977. My freshman year, I attended my first mandatory physical with Dr. Anderson. During that physical, Dr. Anderson molested and violated me. He inappropriately caressed my testicles while asking me detailed questions about my sex life. After I tried to answer his questions, he bent over and put his head near my penis and began blowing on it, telling me it's okay to get in an erection. He then digitally raped my rectum multiple times. I couldn't believe that Bowen the University would break its promise to protect and take care of me like family. Wow. I kept telling myself there's no way that Bo would let something bad happen to us. After practice one day, I approached Bo and reported to him that Dr. Anderson had digitally raped my rectum. Bo looked at me and said, toughen up. Oh. Bo knew, I knew, then I was on my own and Bo was never going to protect He's us 17. from Dr. Anderson. After I reported to Bo what Dr. Anderson had done, Bo forced me to attend three more physicals wow. with Dr. Anderson in 78, 79, and 81. Dr. Anderson violated me again and again. I graduated and moved on from U of M, but the scars of what happened to me by Dr. Anderson and Bo never went away. I have avoided doctors ever since that time, jeopardizing my own health and have found it very hard to have intimate relationships with women. In 1999, I attended a U of M reunion. Bo and Dr. Anderson showed up at the reunion. It was supposed to be a celebration of U of M and its players and all that we accomplished. But when I saw Dr. Anderson, wow. I immediately became sick, just like I had 20 years earlier as a teenager. Here I am, an adult, feeling anxious and sick to my stomach, just like when I used to go into those exam rooms with Dr. Anderson. When it finally came time to say hello to Bo at the reunion, I felt oddly nervous. That's when Bo told me, don't be afraid of me. I can't hurt you anymore. Oh, what the well, Bo's statement couldn't be farther from the truth. Even all these years later, I struggle with pain caused by Dr. Anderson and Bo. Bo knew, everybody knew. It's hard to share this story, but I hope that in doing so, I can bring some peace and justice to some of the other survivors. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Okay, now that's just tip of the iceberg. Uh, uh, Matt Schembechler spoke, which he basically covers what I've already talked to you about, how it happened with him. And there was another guy who also spoke, former receiver, and it's his uh, uh, only reason why I'm not playing it is because it's it's almost too much, okay? 
And, uh, oh, my God. Um, now, Anderson is dead, and there's hundreds, almost a thousand other athletes that have, uh, that have joined in this, in this um, uh, wanting, um, I, I, guess, a lo- I guess, a lawsuit against the university. Hundreds of people that have claimed this. Now, this, this guy, this Anderson, he also worked with uh, the uh, uh, local public schools, not not I mean young even younger kids uh so uh, you can just imagine how many people are involved in this young people back then and who have since grown up that he has uh, gotten his hands on holy shit he is dead Bo is dead Millie is dead the AD who fired him and then had to bring him back is dead everybody's dead at this point and that is the only thing that makes this case different than like Nasser and Sandusky you know, when Sandusky uh, was busted and then uh, it was shown that Paterno uh, didn't do anything. I mean, they, they dragged Paterno over the coals, ripped down the statue, all that shit. Vac- I don't know what the fuck they all did to him. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, but you can't have statues up of people that are complicit with child rape. You you just can't. And I uh, uh, when you take a look at this story uh you, i mean right right now there's there's shem beckler hall the football office and bo's statue is right there get that fucking thing down immediately it should have come down last night it should not be up there this is absolutely horrible and i don't give a shit i heard some somebody uh, people saying oh yeah but you know uh what about uh, the timing of this why are they coming out now well who gives a fuck why they're coming out now it doesn't fucking matter you don't want to have, if you're going to try to have an uh, institution of higher learning, one of the uh, uh, most prolific public universities in, in the United States, you can't have a guy who's complicit to child rape on his, in statue form in front of the fucking building, and you got to take that guy's name off. you got to fucking distance yourself absolutely swiftly, and you can't give me this, well, we got to investigate more. Now, fuck that. Fuck that shit. This guy, did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? Did you hear it? I mean, is that, is that, does that sound like a guy who, uh, who's making shit up? Because if you uh, wait for even one minute to, to take these statues down and rip that name off that act, that uh, academic hall, you are, you are uh, trying, you, you are casting doubt on these people who have said this. Okay. You are, you are, um, uh, you're, you're, you're not, uh, uh, being sympathetic to what they are saying. And, and there, there's no way in hell that any of these people are making any of this shit up. All of these stories are too similar. And my God, uh, Wood TVA did a uh, more in-depth look on it, uh, including reaction from students. And there's one guy who lives over here in the West side of the state who used to coach at Michigan with Schembechler, and he's a dumb fuck too. Wait till you hear what this dumbass says about it, and he says that it's not true. The stories of abuse told today were difficult to hear. A doctor now accused of sexually abusing as many as 800 athletes, and the statement today that if Bo Schembechler had simply listened to his young son, much of that trauma could have been prevented. Yeah, I, they, I didn't get into it, but that's what they were. That was part of what they were talking about in this press conference yesterday, because this was. Um, when when uh, Matt Schembechler was uh, molested by this doctor, that was well before any of these other guys like that, Dan Kwiatkowski, uh, that was well before him. Had Schembechler not been a fucking asshole and said, oh, my God, and uh, gotten this guy out of out of there and 
call the fucking police like you're supposed to. Uh, this this would have never happened. There wouldn't be hundreds of people now coming out saying, yeah, this guy stuck his finger in my butt. We have team coverage with reaction to the allegations, but we start with News Ace Emily Leonard and the message from three survivors of Dr. Robert Anderson's abuse. Details of the repeated sexual abuse over decades were revealed at today's press conference. The first to speak, legendary Michigan football coach Bo Schembechler's own son. He said the athletic director fired when he came forward 50 years ago, but Bo Schembechler demanded he be reinstated. I hope my father would protect me, but he didn't. Matt Schembechler says when he told his mom in 1969 about the abuse he received at the hands of Dr. Robert Anderson, she insisted he tell his dad. He said today that did not go well. Bo's temper was legendary and he lost it. He screamed, I don't want to hear this. I'm not hearing this. I tried to tell him repeatedly, but my effort earned me a punch in the chest. Wow. If Bo listened to his son, these two gentlemen would not be sitting up here today. That's a lawyer. If Bo listened to either one of them, hundreds of victims could have been saved. Instead, it's alleged hundreds were sexually assaulted by Anderson over the decades. Daniel Kwiatkowski played for Michigan in the 1970s. Bo knew. Everybody knew. Kwiatkowski said when he went to Schembechler about Anderson. Bo looked at me and said, toughen up. We need to now do what is right, as Martin Luther King said, so that people that are entrusted to these universities, their students and people that are invited on their campus are protected and are more important than the power, the privilege, the profits of the program, more important than the team. More important even than the brand. Giovanni Johnson says the coaching staff would threaten the players with visits to Dr. Anderson. This is a guy, who was a, he was a receiver, Giovanni Johnson, and he said that this doc had a nickname. They actually called him Dr. Anal. And they would laugh about, oh, you're going to go see Dr. Anal. And that the coaches would threaten players that they would make them go see the doctor. So it's like harboring this whole facilitating this whole sickness thing uh, about uh, the the doc abusing them. They would use it to convince players to do shit that they didn't want to do. You're going to play her. You're going to play her or we're going to send you to go see Dr. Anal. Actually, what they would say. They felt they weren't playing hard enough. Only now do I realize how crazy it was to threaten rape as a way of motivating players to work harder. Think, think about that. Threatening rape to make a player work harder. In many respects... This is much worse than any of these other sex incidents that we've heard, uh, you know, uh, over the recent years with uh, with universities and people in positions of power. The fact that they're using that to try to get people to play harder. My God. I mean, on Sandusky, the worst part of the Sandusky thing, the, t- the uh, worst things were the obvious rape of children. And then the subsequent, you know, uh, looking the other way. This is as bad as that and priest cover-ups and all this shit. My God, I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't, I mean, it doesn't compute to me. And it, it's really frustrating because, um, you know, all these fucking people are dead. And no one can really face the music, you know? And I can't, uh, oh, what an awful, awful thing. Players today looking for healing, accountability, and to make sure nothing like this ever happens again. I understand the reverence people have for my father, including Jim Harbaugh. 
But I know the truth. Anderson abused me and countless others over three decades. For News 8, I'm Emily Leonard. There are calls for Shem Beckler's name to be removed from campus. News 8's Kyle Mitchell continuing our team coverage from Ann Arbor. The football building here on campus bears the Schembechler name with a statue in front. Students we spoke with say they found the allegations very disturbing. I was pretty alarmed by it. Ben U has a student from Grand Haven says the university needs to take the allegations seriously and investigate further. Kind of reading through the stuff that actually happened and the documented kind of interactions that the doctor had with the players and how Schembechler handled it was very good. I, I, I heard someone on the radio yesterday say, yeah, they need to do a further independent investigation. Well, idiot that what the fuck do you think they're going to do different okay they're going to interview these fucking people the people are going to say the same damn thing the doctor did all these things to them i mean what what more do you need at this point that's all you can rely on you can only rely on the testimony of the people who had these things happen to them there there's no more they're going to learn nothing more other than more numbers of people coming out of the woodwork if there was one one if you just only had matt schembechler uh, 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 being a victim here, this would be reason enough to uh, uh, ban this guy's image and likeness from the university forever to begin starting the process of healing. But it's hundreds, nearly a thousand people that have come forward and said, my God, that's about damn time. Jesus, I cannot believe that this, uh, the, uh, the, the scope and the far reaching effects of this. And, uh, and that they're actually toying with the idea of having to, quote, look into it more. Rip that fucking statue down right now. He says what happens to the Schembechler name on the football program building and his statue needs to be carefully discussed. His name is one of the most popular things that you think of with success here with football. Ah, so it's important that, that we kind of take shit? a step back. And as a university, we try to figure out how to kind of resolve this issue. The university did not answer News oh, 8's man. questions on whether it's considering renaming the building or removing the statue. A spokesperson sent us a statement would, saying... Wouldn't it part- be great if they said, are you going to remove the uh, statue? Yeah, hell yeah, we are. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. And, you know, he ties a strap up uh, onto, the, uh, onto the head of the statue, puts it to somebody's truck, and yanks that fucking thing down like they did Saddam Hussein's statue. Quote, our sympathy for all of Anderson's victims is deep and unwavering, and we thank them for their bravery in coming forward. We condemn and apologize for the tragic misconduct of the late Dr. Robert Anderson, who left the university 17 years ago and died 13 years later. We are committed to resolving their claims and to continuing the court-guided confidential mediation process. Some students say removing the name or statute should depend on the findings of an investigation. I think it depends how severe like the cover-up was and like whether he was a key player in it or if he was just you know in the background and may or may not have known about it. But if they clearly find that he was responsible for covering it up, I don't think he can be representing the university at that point. Other students say it's not hard to believe the allegations with more people coming forward. It's hard for me to think he's making it up, so I really think they should look into it, and if it's true, they should probably try to distance themselves from the Schembechler name. Yes, In Ann Arbor, Kyle Mitchell, News 8. Today we did want to talk with those here in West Michigan who knew Bo Schembechler. New at 6 o'clock, Jacqueline Francis talked to one of his former assistant coaches who is coming to Schembechler's defense. Elliot Uzelek has a lengthy resume that includes two stints coaching alongside Bo Schembechler at the University of Michigan in the 70s and 80s. In his retirement, Uzelek has coached high school teams in St. Joseph, Benton Harbor, and now Berrien Springs. I caught up with him today briefly on the phone to get his take on the allegations against a man he spent years coaching alongside. 
these rumors about Coach Beckler avoiding a discussion about Dr. Anderson. I don't believe him. Uh, I, not the bow that if I worked for would never have done that. He absolutely adored his players and uh, and his son, and uh, I, I don't see that happening. Did you hear the remarks made by his son today and the former no, players? No, I have not. I have not. I just saw uh, something in last night's paper. But you got to understand that... Uh, uh, his, well, what the fuck? How can you weigh in on this if you haven't even heard what the people said? And Matt, uh, they always had an issue. Uh, Matt and Bo always had an issue, and uh, I, I'm not sure what the situation would be there, you know. But I just, I know, I don't believe any of these accusations about Coach Schembechler. I do not. And that's all I can say. Today, I also talked to former University of Michigan athletes here in West Michigan, at least one of which is involved in the ongoing lawsuit against the university. They told me that they are still processing these new developments and are not ready to do interviews. We will continue to share their stories and bring them to you as they're ready. Back to you. Oh. Thank you. You missed Matt Schembechler's news conference earlier. You can watch it right now at woodtv.com. All right, I sat and watched that whole damn thing. And it was tough. It was a, it was a tough slog to make it through that. And you know, I don't. Um, some of the questions that were asked, I um, I it, I, I think it's fair to ask why now, why now? And uh, and they they just said, well, the timing is right. This is uh, this is how we feel. And and I I just um, I don't know if it, it would be uh, appropriate to say it, but it's like my God, if these people were still alive. You could, I think, you could have even more impact because we could see the ramifications and put those, uh, and 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 be able to make an example. But everybody is fucking dead. So I, at the end of the day, I don't think it changes anything. Um, but you know, whatever it takes, I guess, for these people to feel better. I don't know. Um, the whole thing is an absolute shit show. And if you're the university, my God, with the sheer number of people. The sheer number of people that have been affected by this, I mean, uh, the uh, lawsuits that are, are no doubt being mediated, I even heard somebody say that, hey, well, yeah, you know, why didn't you just do this all behind closed doors and mediate the lawsuits this way, you know? And it's like, well, the, the, that isn't the fucking point. The point is to show that in institutions like this, there's, there's a, there is a systemic problem. Uh, there is a systemic problem where... Uh, uh, people uh, in positions of power do this. It's happened time and time again. So that's the point to try to uh, keep this from happening further down the road, I guess. I mean, that's the only way I can I can think about it, but holy shit. I wanted to get uh, an audience member on because he uh, has a horrible, horrible take. I even sent him a link in the email and he's acting like he can't see it. Theron is trying to tell me while I'm talking about Michigan. He's a huge Michigan honk, okay? So he, listen to this. If you can see it on the comments, I want you to see this. Uh, and I'll talk about it. Though this is all going on, he uh, he is, is, uh, is saying that I should be talking about Hunter Biden using the N-word. He thinks that, that because, this is so stupid. Look at this. Hunter Biden messaged his attorney and called him the N-word. How come you will not mention that? I don't know. What the fuck's this got to do with Michigan rape, you idiot? 
They were text messages leaked. Hunter Biden is a racist. You don't want to talk about your precious left. I sent you the link. Yeah, I saw it. Who gives a fuck? All right, great. Hunter Biden's a racist. Congratulations. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm talking about the Michigan fucking saga with uh, with all of this abuse going on. What does that have to do with anything? But it, Okay, and then he follows it up. Then I sent him a link. I sent this dummy a link so he could go on and make an ass out of himself. I sent him a link to join me on this podcast, okay? And uh, I said, Theron, I sent you a link. There it is. He responded with, Bo was one of the best coaches. Oh, God, Theron, you fucking caveman. The fuck is wrong with you? I said, Theron, click the link I sent you. Join me on the show and say what you want to say. And, uh... He wrote, oh, yeah, I haven't gotten it, uh, but I'm going to bed anyways. Yeah, sweet dreams, you dummy. Oh, my God. I want to ban you for your ignorance. What the? What, I'm not talking about Hunter Biden. It's I'm talking about this. Are you a, a nice deflection maneuver, you stupid ass? Oh, that is horrible. My God. D- d- yeah, exactly. Go to bed. Sleep this one off. Forget that this even happened. Ugh. Man. This story, I just, I, it, it really is terrible. This is absolutely the worst. And if you're Michigan, you know, with the, the sheer number of people, and, and, and the, there's obviously going to be some uh, uh, money changing hands in these lawsuits because they have said, the school has said, Dr. Anderson, we need healing from Dr. Anderson. They're, they're basically admitting everything um, that these all, that all of this happened at the hands of this doctor. That is not being disputed by the school, okay? Uh, they are not going as far as saying that Shem Beckler was in on it. But in saying, yes, we need uh, uh, healing from the you – know, admitting basically about Dr. Anderson, they're setting themselves up for all these um, – uh, settlements. So with this many people, I mean, what that, what is that worth? A million dollars per? Okay. That's, that's, you know, 800, $900 million. That's remarkable. Think about that dollar amount. How in the world? Holy shit. Not that it matters. Um, but my God. And then there was talk about Harbaugh, uh, cause Harbaugh played, at the time that this doctor was there. And there was a question because Matt Schembechler said that everybody knew, everybody knew about um, Dr. Anderson. And then later on, he said, Harbaugh has nothing to do with this. He knew nothing. And it's like, well, you just said that everybody was aware of. And so there, some, one of the media guys is trying to somehow uh, tie Harbaugh into this about what he knew. And I don't know. Hindsight being what it is, who knows what what Harbaugh knew? Who knows? Um, uh, uh, hindsight being what it is, uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I have no idea. It that's easier said than done. That's why it's taken so long for these people to come forward. Not everybody wants to say that they're raped. Okay. So, oh man, I am just. This story is devastating. Holy crap! All right. I'm moving on from that. I am uh, uh, lightening up the mood to some degree. Uh, there's pr- some more heavy stories coming up, actually. A lot of that today. Uh, I'm having a sale. All of my merch is up to 35% off. 
Go to ericsingshow.com. It's a great time to get a T-shirt for uh, about 13 bucks. Now they are going to charge you an arm and a leg for the shipping. It's not my fault. I have nothing to do with that. Uh, but uh, get a T-shirt. If Now's a great time because uh, the, these sales happen every so often. And basically, the uh, T-shirt company that I work with, they go, hey, you're having a sale. Congratulations. So uh, I might as well tell you about it. If you have wanted to buy one of my nine styles of shirts, now's a great time. You'll save 35%. Uh, up to 35% on T-shirts. But uh, everything is on sale. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. Okay. Hang out. I got to take a break. Got to pee. No, I don't got to pee. I got to take a drink. I don't know why I said I got to pee. I'm peeing as I'm drinking. Oh, I'm wound up today. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I won't. If you say something dumb on the show, I'm going to reach out to you, just like I did Theron there. Theron, I love you. You've been nothing but supportive, but that was a stupid, stupid thing to say. Horrible, horrible attempt at trying to deflect from what we're talking about here. I'm talking about uh, a Bo Schembechler, and you're such a dumbass Michigan honk that you are, uh, are, are trying to talk about Hunter Biden? My God. Who gives a shit about that? No one's even talking about that. All right, great. He's a racist. Next. Hello? Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm extremely wound up right now. Oh, no. Yeah. I was. Why? Uh, I, I just spent a considerable amount of time talking about uh, that uh, thing with the University of Michigan and Bo Schembechler, and you, uh, you watched that press conference with me, every bit of it. Yeah, I did. Tell me what your thoughts were in listening to those men speak. Uh, what did you feel? Gosh, I mean, I, at one point I wanted to, you to turn it off because I was so sickened by it. And and it's just un, unbelievable. It's it, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so, I mean, part of me is like, what? Why, why are they coming out now after all three of those guys are dead? But at the same time, I'm like, this is just sickening. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, if it was one of my kids or, you know, somebody I knew, how awful right. things it must have been for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was so much going on there. And I, uh, I um, they, they, they kept uh, hammering the point that if, uh, in the 1960s when Matt Schembechler said, hey, Dad, uh, I'm 10 years old and this doctor just uh, did this to me and Schembechler did nothing and punched him, punched yeah. the kid. My God. I mean, that's... Exactly. Yeah, that that to me, I cannot imagine that. I, You know, and it, 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 it was a different time when uh, uh, people were just more stupid, you know? I mean, people handled things differently back then. But I mean, what a what a terrible thing! And then that other guy, that uh, Dan Dan Kwiatkowski, who said, "Yeah, hey, coach," and this is years later. He said that uh, the this guy put his finger in my butt, and he goes, "Yeah, toughen up." Yeah, exactly. And and like, uh, what was the African American guy's name? Uh, Giovanni something or other. I forget. I think it's Giovanni Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you know him too, and they and they said something to him too about. Uh, don't worry about it or, you know, whatever. There's something to that. Uh, yeah, they would actually threaten the players if they were injured. If they were injured, they'd say, you, yeah. you play through it or we're going to send you to see the rape doctor. 
Yeah, exactly. And then, like, if they came in, like, with a Band-Aid on, oh, you got to go see the doctor. Yeah, and the know, players would be scared to death. And uh, I, by the way, I had a listener when I was uh, I was doing this, and I've been busting his balls since uh, since he's he didn't like that I was talking about this, and he uh, he wrote um, uh, he was all pissed off that I was uh, bitching about Michigan, and he said Bo Schembechler was a great coach. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great coach to me. Well, well and even even those the people who spoke yesterday said, yeah, maybe he was a great coach as far as the win column or whatever, but he was not a good man. Like, Oh yeah. He's a horrible you know. dude. He's a monster. He's an absolute monster. So, um, uh, I, I think that he's- today those statues should come down immediately. And everybody, there's a lot of people who say, no, we got to learn more. It's like, what more are you possibly going to learn? All you have is the testimony of the victims at this point. There, there's, there's nothing more to learn. Either you rip them down now, or you're saying that these people are liars. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, I think when we were listening yesterday, whoever or some comments or whatever were like, well, oh no, it was when we were listening to uh, Simonson. He said uh, something to the effect that, well, Matt never liked, you know, his dad. So no, that that, that wasn't Bill. That was the uh, no, no, no. That was no. I said that was on Bill's show. Someone said that, and Bill was talking about it about how how ridiculous that is. Right, right. Yeah, he's going to come out 60 years later because he never liked his dad. I mean, if he was going to, if he wanted to get his dad in trouble, he would have said it when he was alive and watch him burn. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't matter that, uh, you know, whenever these very, very sensitive things take place, the timing has nothing to do with it. You, you know, if you've, if you've ever given anybody the time of day when they talked about them, them being molested by a priest by a doctor, by a coach, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You, it's if uh, if you were to put yourself walk into these people's uh, t- t- walk in these people's shoes, you would understand that sometimes uh, their their lives are so changed from years of of, of uh, you know uh, of fighting this internally. Sometimes this is the only thing that sets them free. You know, exactly, exactly, and that's what they said. And all three of them said. You know, they are marred by not being really able to have a good relationship with a woman, but, you know, all of that stuff. And it's like, if they, if they were lying, they would have done this 50 years ago when all three of these people were alive. Right. Uh, yeah. They're, you know I, what I mean? I can't, I, um, and, and anybody who is, um, who doesn't believe these people. They're, they're not coming right out and saying it. They're, they're not coming right out and saying th- these people are liars. They're 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 kind of dancing around it because they're they're too scared to actually say it. So they're kind of trying to thread the needle by uh, uh, tiptoeing around it and, and saying in a certain way that these people uh, are are just doing this for attention or money or shit like that. And I'm 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 disgusted by them too. Yeah, I never ever was a Bosham Lecker fan. I always thought he was a, you know what he was such a dick all the time never liked the guy well we need to look no further than the fact that he fired ernie harwell his first day on the job mm-hmm. with the tigers fuck that guy yeah exactly you know like i was i will admit i was a huge paternal fan but you know as soon as that news came out i was like oh man he well, is not who i thought he was well, like, yeah we had the impression of this, was- of this of this lovable italian guy who loves his wife and then we find out the fact that he was well aware that there was child rape going on in his locker rooms and he did nothing to to stop it right right so you know you know 
they need to not look at what he did for the university, what he quote unquote did for the University of Michigan in their football program. Who gives a shit? That's nothing now. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just all, no, this is all social. exactly. Okay, well, I just wanted to bounce that off of you. I know you had uh, you uh, had gotten the information as I was getting it. Yeah, I know. I mean, at one point, I think I said, "I'm like, I heard enough." But I, but you, it's hard to, you know. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to hear more, but I was like, okay, this is just. Well, I think it's important. Uh, absolutely. In order to form an appropriate, uh, I mean, if you're going to be talking about it, you have to hear right, it in, exactly. its, in its entirety. Oh, sure. It's not the most fun job in the world, but it's still important in order to form thoughts. Oh. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay, you good there? Do you need any water or anything? No, I got my jug. I've got my, someone calls it a redneck Yeti. I think it was Jason Schaefer calls it my uh, redneck <laughs> Yeti. Awesome. I think I turned the corner on my arm. Really? I think I, I think I did. I mean, I don't want to speak too soon. It might hurt me after PT today, but I slept really well last night. I can raise it up further. It's not aching right now. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, it's uh, four weeks, two days since the surgery. Yeah, so I think it's it's getting there. I can't, like, I can't do across my body, like, yeah. go, you know, how like you had helped me put my deodorant on because I can't cross over. I still can't do that, but I can lift it up straight up further. Yeah, can your right hand hold a penis? Uh, I think I can. Mm, hey, no. hey, I got, I got. I think that motion might hurt still. Yeah, I got to run this by you. So tell uh, Jackie's going to hear this. So I, don't ever repeat this, Jackie. Um, so yesterday, when we left their house after we moved them, mm-hmm. I had to go back into the uh, back into the house to get um, to get something. Remember that. Yeah. So I went back to the door, and the front door was locked. Hmm. So that was weird. So I knocked, and then they both came walking out of the bedroom. They might have been making out and getting ready to do the icky icky. No, they were all too sweat. They were both too sweaty and stuff. Well, I'm maybe sure they're they into that. Maybe they're into that. No, I don't think so. I think they were getting ready to bone. Hmm. I don't like well, that. Well, just ask her. You know she'll tell you. I don't. I, yeah, I don't want to ask her that. That's horrible. And I don't ever want her to bring it up. But that's just what w- went through my head. It's like, why did you lock the door? What is going on here? Hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Love you. Okay. Love you too. Okay, hey. Bye. Yeah. Are you going to be able to take me to physical therapy? What time is that at? One. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. I'll see you soon. See All you right, soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Queen of the forest, with words of wisdom, well thought out, and that is that. Uh, loving my friends over at A and E Heating and Cooling. Call them 616-516-8579 if you are in the market for a new AC unit, or maybe you've never had one. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. And it's not going to cost you nearly uh, what you think. Okay. Uh, 616-516-8579. And you will have installed the Cadillac of air conditioners. Comfort maker brand. Okay. And uh, seriously, uh, it's it's well worth it to uh, explore this. Because, again, it's not. You might be like, oh, I have no business even trying to uh, pay for this. Because it's going to be way too expensive. 
Would you just bang on the door of Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579, and come and get an estimate, okay? Have him come and get an estimate. And if you if you really want to go the extra mile, have uh, have somebody else do the estimate too, other companies in town, small or large, doesn't matter. Joe will beat them all. And if you get an AC unit installed, he's going to install a Remy Halo device into uh, your uh, AC uh, uh, furnish unit, which will clean the air in your home and make it so that you are minimizing viruses, bacteria, and any pathogens floating around in the air in your in your home. Okay. Also, ask about getting the uh, your existing AC unit tuned up for just seventy nine dollars with A and E heating and cooling. Okay, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Their number six one six five three two sixty six hundred. Get your cars repaired at Irvine's, E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. They got great Google reviews. Uh, They, uh, of course, have been working tirelessly during this pandemic to make sure that everybody's cars have been running fantastic. And now we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel. So they're starting to like, okay, we can finally breathe a little bit. But uh, if you do, uh, do ever need to take your car there, you can do it as simply as this. Just drop it off and drop your key in the thing. Tell them what's wrong with it. They're going to send you an email saying, all right, we found this, this, and this. You want us to work on it? Approve, approve, approve. They fix it. You pay online. You go. You pick up your car. Uh, if you don't want to do anything in person, they'll leave the keys in the drop box or in the lock box. They'll give you a code. You punch it in. Get your keys out of there. And off you go. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid in West Michigan. Uh, but people from all over take their cars there. They specialize in Asian, domestic, and European models. About the only thing that they don't work on is Volkswagens. And if you're on 44th Street, just a few blocks east of 131 Side Street called Stafford, that is where they are. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. All right. Looking at some of these... Uh, some of these comments oh my god eric stop oh you're referring to jacqueline uh theron uh turned tail and ran yeah i'm going to bed that's funny you were real chatty theron i love you believe me i love the support and uh i'll engage you all you want but just because i'm not talking about hunter biden doesn't mean you don't that you throw it in while I'm talking about fucking your uh, beloved Michigan football team. And then he follows it up with, Bo Beckler was a great coach. You are the only person in America that's, that's trying to spin this uh, in, that, in, in that way. My God. Chris says, look at Daisy. She looks so comfy. Or that can't be comfy. Yeah, you're right. Daisy, your face is all weird. Uh, what are you guys, is there something going on on Facebook? Kate says, watch your comments. Facebook police is always watching. Uh, they just removed my comment. Chris says, (laughs) what are you guys doing? Kathy concerning the Michigan thing. This all makes me sick. Alex writes, Theron is an embarrassment. (laughs) there and come on see what you did all right i need to take a break sean says fuck facebook police i just did seven days hard time i don't think there's a person watching 
it's just when they when they see certain words and phrases, they uh, they delete it that way. God help us if they're actually listening to the content. Okay, I gotta I gotta go pee. Stand by. down the timing is just about perfect you know when that song's finishing up that i'm like oh boy he's gonna be back any second now smells like dog farting here which one are you responsible (sighs) all right once again uh ben and eric patreon podcast today at a 3 30 in the afternoon eastern time start time uh that's the only way i can get it in because i've got a rehearsal dinner tonight uh, tomorrow, I'm booked. I got a wedding to, to do. That's that's. I'm doing the rehearsal dinner for the wedding, so it's like okay, got to get this done. So thanks, uh, thanks to Ben for making the time. All right, I'll invite you all. We can hang out and uh, do the show in the afternoon. We'll play bet on Ben. We've got Ben's shitty Twitter jokes to talk about. Always terrible. Okay. Let's move on. Kid Rock. Oh, boy. All right. This dummy, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't really compete with the idea of this guy being such an ignorant slut anymore. Uh, and he hasn't really put out 
you know, it's just it's kind of weird to 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 like something like his music when he's such an asshole. Okay, I didn't like all the uh, shit he was saying about people when he was drunk on his uh, at his bar back in 2019. He was bitching about people. Uh, who was he talking about? Oprah Winfrey, Joy Behar, and Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh, who takes aim at Kathy Lee Gifford and why? Why at the time? Would, I didn't understand it. That was at his stupid bar in Nashville. He said, uh, quote, and he was, was completely shit-faced in that. He said, I'm like Oprah Winfrey or Joy, Joy Behar. They can suck dick sideways, which I don't get the insult. Rock told the crowd, Fuck Oprah Winfrey and fuck Kathy Lee Gifford. He also told the crowd he isn't racist and would tell anyone who accused him of being so to fuck off sideways. He's big on the sideways thing. Okay, and I don't. I have no idea if he's racist or not. I mean, uh, I, I I don't know why this uh, that even came up. Um, that wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back for me. He also made headlines last month when his bar hosted Morgan Wallen's first performance since the country singers uh, uh, said the N-word. Whatever. You know, I I, uh, I don't think that somebody like Morgan Wallen, he gets canceled forever, and he seemed very thoughtful when he when he apologized. So whatever, you know, I mean, that's, that's just, uh, these things happen. But Rock, or Bob Ritchie, uh, Bob Ritchie, <laughs> gets on stage and he was pissed off at people um do i even have it still no i don't he was pissed off that people were um shooting video of him at uh, some bar when he was singing what the hell i mean why why is that a problem if someone's shooting video of you it's because you're famous and they like you i've never understood why people get so pissed off do i like it do i like doing it no but that that shouldn't be a reason to attack people, right? Fuck this guy. He uh, for, he starts giving people the finger, and then he says, "Fuck your iPhone. You can post this. You can post." It was, it was singing. You can post my dick, and he said, "You fucking f rhymes with baggots with your phones out." Okay. So now, um, everybody's been killing him over it, and he speaks about it. This is what he tweeted. He's such an asshole. He tweeted, in the words of Bob Ritchie, speaking like Kid Rock in the third person. And I'm going to read it directly. I'm going to actually say the word. He tweeted yesterday. This is his double down. At 5.53 p.m. If Kid Rock using the word faggot offends you, good chance you are one. Oh. Either way, I know he has a lot of love for his gay friends, and I will have a talk with him. Have a nice day. Signed, Bob Ritchie. Uh, why? What the fuck is wrong with you? What an asshole. He seems like just a bitter, angry old man when you when you do shit like this. Um, the article goes on to say that he uh, would address this. He says he has a lot of love for his gay friends. Most of his followers weren't buying it. Uh, somebody wrote, funny how bigots always claim to have friends or whatever partic- particular slur they happen to be slinging. That's a great point. You ever notice that somebody says, yeah, I got lots of black friends. Oh, I got, I'm friends with lots of Jews. I should be able to say that. 
Another one pointed out that uh, LGBTQ youth are three times more likely to contemplate suicide seriously than their heterosexual peers. Now, at the end of the day, it's just a word. Um, and, and should it, uh, does that mean, to me, this does nothing more than uh, hurts himself, okay? It doesn't, Kid Rock using that word doesn't make anybody, doesn't, isn't going to make anybody kill themselves. It is, I think that the only problem that could come out of this is could be people, uh, idiots, see him using that and they may use it to bully or intimidate someone because Kid Rock did, you know? I mean, people are fucking stupid. So, uh, it's just ugly. I mean, why, why is that so hard to, uh, to, to follow? It's just an ugly thing to do. It, it's just, oh, God. There's always that, that weird cringe area that once you, you dive into that, that type of... Don't the hairs go up on the back of your, of your neck when you do something like that? When you're like, ah, boy, this isn't going to go over well. I should probably, I should probably never do that. Uh, have I ever used words like this? Have I ever said shit like this? Well, of course I have. Of course I've done that. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's a risky, risky, terrible thing to do. You don't want to do that. You want to avoid this at all costs. Do I go around just saying, hey, you, you F rhymes with Baggett? Hey, and no. Have I said those words before? Of course. But at the end of the day, this is just terrible. And I don't know. I mean, seriously, in the way the music industry is now, uh, uh, artists don't sell albums anymore. They just tour. That's the only way, that's the only way that they make music. And I, I mean, honestly, this guy probably doesn't give a shit, but I don't know. I wouldn't feel good. I wouldn't feel good with myself if I, if I did something like that. Um, the Trevor Project, uh, uh, that, that's what that stat was uh, attributed to. They also say, do not normalize the use of the F word. It really is a matter of life or death for some of these kids. Well, maybe. They seem to know more than I do. And then it talked about his similar behavior. So he's doubling down on it. Holy shit. Idiot. Okay. There's also this story going around. Um, lady's driving down the street. She's coming back from, I don't know what she was doing, going to the store. And uh, the, uh, a, a cop catches her speeding, and he tries to pull her over. And she's on a spot in the road where she can't pull over. And so um, she waits. She puts on her hazard. She keeps going slow, and the cop is behind her. And the cop does that maneuver you see where he spins her out. And he, I mean, he hits her, and the car rolls. And she's hanging upside down. The car is a car wreck. And... She's like in the car, can't get out, and she's pregnant. I mean, this thing is fucked. It's happened in Arkansas. Listen to this. We have video this morning of a terrifying scene at an attempted traffic stop in Arkansas. You can see a state trooper deliberately bumping a woman's car, causing it to hit the median and flip over. That woman was pregnant at the time. The officer said he performed. Baby's fine. She had the baby the maneuver because the driver was speeding and did not pull over. The woman, who is thankfully now okay, says it wasn't safe to stop there. Jerika Duncan reports on the video that is now evidence in a lawsuit. Janice Harper was on her way home from the movies last July when Arkansas State Trooper Rodney Dunn tried to pull her over for speeding. Video from Dunn's dash cam shows within seconds of turning on his overhead lights, Harper moves into the right lane, slows down and turns on her hazards while continuing to drive. 
About two minutes later, Dunn hits Harper's car. caused the SUV to spin on the highway, hit the inside wall, and flip. They rolled over, give me uh, EMS. Dunn calls for EMS before pulling over and talking to Harper while helping her out of the car. Are you- Wait a minute now. He's not helping her out of the car. He's standing there looking down at the car, talking to her and lecturing her while she's laying in the car. Well, she, she couldn't get out. In the vehicle? Yes! Okay. Well, ma'am, you've got to pull over when we stop. It doesn't matter, ma'am. thought it would be safer to wait until the exit. No, ma'am, you should pull over. She goes, I'm pregnant. When law enforcement stops you, okay? But an Arkansas state driver's license guide says when being stopped by law enforcement, you should activate your turn signal or emergency flashers to indicate to the officer that you are seeking a safe place to stop. She did that. It's like in the handbook. It says do that, and she did it. A new lawsuit from Harper claims there were no exits or a shoulder for Harper to safely exit the highway. We call it a pit maneuver when people flee from us or don't, or don't from us. Court documents allege Dunn executed a negligently performed pit maneuver or pursuit intervention technique, which put her life and the life of her unborn child at risk. Oh, Harper told Little Rock Station KLRT she thought she was going to lose her baby. Her. What if I had kids in the car? I mean, how he wouldn't have known. Did that matter? What was going through his head? What? What made him think this was okay? Right, it's a speaking pattern I hate. But, uh, you know, I don't know if um, if she's going to get anything. I mean, outside of the damage of the car, she's fine. Nothing did happen. And you can play the what-if game all you want. Is this guy in trouble? Yes, I would say he should be in trouble. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and outside of the damage of the car that this guy caused, uh, I, I, if she's suing for a ton of money for damage to her, I don't know how much how much you can prove that, but um, you know you you have to be able to prove that something terrible happened to you, uh, that you have a a long term effect, and you I don't know who knows what this ultimately turned out to be, but I I just I, I'm amazed at this at this cop uh, giving her the business while she's hanging upside down in the car. Well, thankfully Janice Harper's baby is okay and is now four. And get this. Uh, uh, all these folks on the on the news here, they, they start ripping into this guy. Check it out. Four months old. We don't know the full extent of the injuries, but the Harper's attorney said they have heard from several other people saying similar things have happened to them. We've asked the state police for comment, but have not heard back yet. So many layers of wrong there, especially if it says in the state guide that you're supposed to put your hazard on, right. which she did. You could clearly yeah. see she wasn't speeding away, Jerry. She was not yeah. driving away she from She did it. all the right thing. What is he doing? With She's flipped upside down in the car, and he's explaining he's to her a conversation he with her? her? They're having yeah, an argument? Yeah. I mean, and you can't <laughs> assume that if you bump a car, people know how to handle their own vehicle. I know. I mean, that's absurd. And by the way, if you've ever been on the shoulder of one of those tight uh, turnoffs like that, Very the big rigs go by yeah. you, there is the no whole car shakes. Yeah. Fine. It's dangerous. I, this is just an idiotic tactic. It is indeed. Well, thankfully, we clearly seem okay. to be part of. And the mom is okay. We clearly seem to be We're part of Team okay. Janice Harper. We're glad the baby's okay. So many mistakes. You know, the move is necessary. I'm sure in some circumstances that yes, would. Yes, yeah, that sure didn't. When your flashers are on and she's yeah. slowing down, how? And to your point, she's all right and the baby's all right. Yes, yeah, that's the good, good news. Emphasize that again. And what an asshole cop! The fact that the fact that she's just driving down the road, she's speeding. 
And she indicates, yeah, I'm going to pull over. Just give me a second. And there and there was no shoulder. It was a type of spot where it was some shoulder and then a concrete wall. Like it wasn't great. And I could I could see I absolutely can see what she was trying to do. And she's going slow and then he spins her out. What an asshole. And then starts giving her the business when she's laying there. I mean, what if that fucking car catches on fire? What what a dick. Uh, Josh says, I love when people think they know what law enforcement should do. Well, I mean, we're not, we're just reading the handbook that they wrote. So what are you talking about? I mean, seriously, it, it, it's, that's, that's written in the cop how-to book. Slow down, turn your hazards or your blinker on and pull over when it's safe. And she did all of those things. She didn't speed or nothing. And, and, uh, so I, I don't know what the hell you mean by that, Josh. I've been, I've been, I've been, uh. I want to kick some listener asses today. I think I would love to punch Josh's tits off right now for that crack. Theron, who has gotten remarkably quiet since I uh, I kicked his ass earlier. Uh, yeah, so what the fuck is wrong with you idiots today? Uh, is Jason Schaefer here? That's what uh, Stevie says. He is our resident uh, expert. I think I will reach out to you, one Jason Schaefer. Do you want to go... Do you want to join me uh, via video, Jason Schaefer, or do you want me to just call you? Let me know. I would love to hear what you think about this. You know what? I'm just going to call you because you're probably on the job right now and you can't do the video thing. So that's what we'll do. Uh, All right. There he is. Let's bring him in right now. Love talking to Jason. Very knowledgeable about these things. Hey, you there? What up? What up? Hey, sorry to bother you. That's okay. You're not bothering me. I'm not working right now. I'm, I'm working second shifts. I started my new job working second shift. What is this job? Uh, working uh, security detail for DK Security out of Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah, at, uh, that's right. You did tell a, me that job. Yeah, local vaccine manufacturing. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, you've uh, uh, have you ever been on the business end or, or seen a uh, pit maneuver take place? And are you are you are you are you, are you aware of how this goes? Uh, I am I am aware of how it's done, uh, but a lot of people don't know. But in Michigan, only the Michigan State Police is authorized to do that maneuver. Okay. It's a state law. So local departments don't do it. Right. I mean, you can bump cars and, you know, obviously accidents happen, but uh, local departments are not, they're not uh, supposed okay. to intentionally do it. But I think this guy was a state trooper in Arkansas. So I yeah. mean, who knows uh, what, I mean, he probably does have uh, the ability to do that. But right. what about the whole idea of in the handbook, it says, yeah, pull over. Uh, and, and, you know, if you have to put on your hazards or your blinker and she's not driving, she's not speeding or anything like that. Right. And, and this is how it goes. Is this, is this sound right to you? Well, I got a lot of perspective on this and I'm going to start out right away with that's Arkansas. So I'm, I'm not quite familiar with their laws. I'm only familiar with Michigan's laws, but I can say one thing, if it's in a handbook or like a driver's guide, that is not the law. And if it's an, if it's anything like Michigan's law, uh, Michigan's law says that a driver shall pull over immediately. Doesn't have any room for uh, in the law. In the law, the way the law is written, there's no room for 
the driver shall pull over, but only if it's safe or only if they want a lighted parking lot or only, it's not in the law. And I would recommend to anybody that feels unsafe to, you know, try to get to a safe spot. But in this video, she drove for two minutes. I have, I don't have no idea what their speed was, but how far is two minutes of driving? That's a long distance. And that cop, you got to look at it from his perspective. He has no idea who she is. He has no idea what she has in the car. Um, we know this all after the fact because hindsight is always twenty twenty. But he's going based on his training, and his training is he activates his lights and sirens to pull somebody over, and they don't stop. What's he What's he thinking? Why is this person uh, not stopping when they're supposed to based on the law? So does he have a felon on his hands? Does he have somebody that just committed a crime and is not you know wanting to stop, or they're re reaching for a gun, or they're trying to stash evidence of something? All that kind of stuff happens. Um, and you can hear about it, you know, a lot of those types of things in the news where somebody gets stopped and they flee and elude and the cops crash them and there's a gun in the car. They just murdered somebody or they got 50 pounds of cocaine in the trunk, something, okay. you know. So that cop at that moment does not know what's happening other than what's literally happening right in front of him. And so he was going based on his training. Now, I will back up a little bit and say I don't think that it, that he acted properly at the end of all of it when she's hanging upside down in her car. <laughs> at that point in time, it's not argument time with her. It's not, hey, let's explain this. Let's, you know, figure out is she okay, number one. Right. Number two, get help coming. When you get her out of the car and if you're going to arrest her for the fleeing and looting, you know, for the alleged fleeing and looting because she's innocent until, guilt, until proven guilty. Gotcha. That's not the time to argue with her. When you get her in the handcuffs and get her safely in the cruiser or at the hospital, if she's going to go to the hospital, then you can start saying, hey, this is why I did what I did. You know, and if she's under arrest, read her her Miranda rights and then start asking her questions. Why didn't she stop? You know, what was going on in your head? Because everything she says then is admissible in court. Which and if she's like, oh, I was, you know, trying to find a safe spot. Well, then you can, I, I mean, I guess I, if that was him, I'd be like, well, I apologize for the incident, but I don't apologize for doing what gotcha. I was trying to do. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, but, but to stand there when she's hanging upside down and try to lecture right. her, okay. on, hey, so you should be doing this, you are should you be saying, doing this. Uh, okay. on, that's, not With, the, that's not the right time. So the, then the idea is uh, just the just that part of it is really the only real problem here is what you're suggesting that, I mean. And, I, if yeah, all, I would say, you know, it, Every every incident is going to have its own merit. It's all going to be kind of a different scenario every right. time. And looking at the totality of the circumstances, uh, would I have done the same thing? Right. Probably. Um, it all depends on a lot of different factors. Like, is she speeding up as she's continuing to drive? Is she driving erratically? Is you know, is there movement? Can I see movement in the car? Like she's trying to hide something? Is you know. I see a head full of gray hair and she's just an old lady and doesn't realize. So you got to kind of take that all, all those factors into the same thing. And, you know, I don't know this cop personally, but based right. on my pre my previous training experience, I probably would have done something okay. similar if I was authorized to a pit. So is that, um, is that gray hairline a, a crack at me? Is that what this is all no. about? No, but it is definitely a crack at the way you drive like an old lady. Oh. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, uh, Bo Schembechler, are we ripping the statues down? Would you would you say rip that rip those statues down right away? What is your, what are your thoughts? Well, that's a tough one, man. Um, you know, we got we got all this uh, stuff with you know former athletes getting asterisks in the 
you know, stat books because they found out to be using steroids or whatever. I, I don't know. That's a tough call to make because he did. You got to admit, he did a lot for that football program. Uh, Who cares? Who gives a shit this, about that? These accusations. I mean, the football program under him was a great program. Right, but he ra- he was involved and in, he was complicit in, in child rape. Well, right, and I would say that there's probably going to be. I mean, it's not my decision to make, but I would very well guess that that stuff's all going to get removed. You know, oh, and I, and at this point in time, I mean, I'm a, I'm a U of M fan. I always have been. If it gets removed, it's not going to hurt my feelings. You know, um, you know what this also I, does. I don't have any problem with it, right? It, you know what this also does is, I mean, if you're an if you're a, a high school athlete, all the other schools are going to use this against Michigan. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's going to be terrible. They're going to be like uh, Wisconsin in the nine in the nineteen eighties. That this this damages them in many many ways. Yeah, big time. Unbelievable. Yeah, that it's never going to be the same. I know that everything's come to light. It's never ever going to be the same. Yeah, really, really strange. What? what and I feel bad for all the people that you know. Oh yeah. That were, and you can't you can't really say proven because there's no you know there's nothing proving it. But with all these people coming forward with the same story independently, it obviously points to that's probably what was going on. And I feel bad for them. Yeah. And you know I feel bad for that doctor's family having to live with that legacy, you know. Can you imagine how much ass you would kick if a child one of your children came home and told you that terrible news? How quickly well, you would That's what kind of surprised me about Bo Schembechler. He's got his 10-year-old son coming to him saying that this happened. At a minimum, I'd be like, "Well, okay, let's look into it because 10-year-olds are known to make stuff up and lie too, but at the end of the day, that's your kid. Yeah. I mean, you always you always want to put a little bit of of trust and, and belief in what your kid's telling you, no matter what. Yeah, you got to protect. You got to. This is you punching gotta, him in the chest, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot imagine how devastating that was. You know what that tells me is, you know, former investigator of things, that he knew the stuff was going on before his kid told him about it because if he, if he reacted that way to his kid, yeah. he probably was thinking, all right, I've already heard this story from some other players or some other kids, and I'm angry about. You know the possibility of losing right. my, you know, my kingdom. Well, there was also the uh, significant portion where the AD then spoke with Matt Schembechler after Bo punched him, and then the AD fired the guy, and Bo got him hired back. And I guess my question is, what? How important is a doctor? How how does a doctor make it so that your team is a better football team? Isn't it this the, the coach's coach and the doctor checks on injuries? So I don't I don't understand the the need to be so protective of this guy. Very yeah, very they, odd. You couldn't have, you couldn't have found a different doctor if you get all these complaints or allegations or whatever. Even if it's not proven, just the the uh, the appearance of something like that happening would. If I was Bo, I would have been like, well, yeah, hey, man, no problem. We're going to part ways. No no hard, hard feelings, yeah, but I'm going to go with a different doctor. Right. Instead, yeah, he, he brings them back in, and hundreds of people are molested. Ah. Well, and, and you were saying, too, or I heard the story that he was he was attached to local high school teams doing the same, you know, the same yep. work of, like, physicals and stuff. So, I mean, his victims could number in the thousands. I, if you think about it, right. I mean, if, I if he's if he's dealing with high school teams for decades, and you got all these even younger, uh, impressionable and you know, um, coercible kids, right? I mean, that could be just 
And he, uh, he yeah, and he uh, showed he showed a propensity yeah. uh, because he with the he molested the ten year old Matt Schembechler. So it it wasn't that he was looking for young adults; he was looking for anybody. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and one of the comments that I posted in the Facebook feed was, "You got to wonder how something like this starts." And and I'm not justifying, <clears throat> you know, what happened or anything like that. But a lot of times, and I've seen this in law enforcement, a lot of times when people do that kind of stuff, they have a history of it happening to them as a kid. And, yes. And, Something like that happens, especially back in the would have been the forties or fifties for that guy right. probably. There's no there was no help back there back then for that kind of stuff, psychological help. You know, he couldn't have gone to somebody and say, Hey, my uncle did this to me or something and they, he wouldn't have gotten any kind of help. So he he was broke possibly. Yeah. He was broken and then never recovered from it and just kind of carried that on. You know, in a lot of ways, I think that uh Dr. Anderson has more of an ex if because if that were true. Uh, he was abused, that would mean he has more of an excuse about his behavior than Shem Beckler does because yeah. Shem Beckler's covering it up. This man is sick. Yeah, and okay. there's a lot of people that go through something like that in their childhood, and then they never, you know, they never uh, repeat offend um, or they never, you know, continue that kind of offense with somebody else. And so I'm not saying that it's an excuse at all. I'm just saying that it's uh, kind of an explanation. Yeah. It could be a possible explanation. Yep, yep. Very gotcha. sad, no matter what, because a lot of kids, you know, even, you know, even a uh, 17, 18 year old freshman in college is still a kid. You know, let's face it. They're not really adults yet. And I'm sure a lot of them were confused and scared and just a very sad thing. Hey, while I'm uh, doing this, I'm looking at the comments and uh, uh, you're getting uh, some rave reviews about your perspective about the police officer. And then I'm looking backwards and I see that there's some comments con- concerning what you've said about the Michigan thing. And someone known as Andrea June, who I know is your wife, wrote, Jason, how could you? And then she wrote, I'm divorcing you unless you say tear the statue down. <laughs> well, I'll tear the statue down then because I can't afford another one of those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, tear that sucker down. All uh, right. As a matter of fact, we will bring her truck and our tow strap, and we'll do it. Yep, yep. She's all about she's, it. Yep. She's she is the uh, she's a queen bee. There's no doubt. Well, that's right. We'll lock her in four wheel drive, and we'll get it done. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. Thank you, hey, man. Have a good weekend. You too. See ya. Yep. There you go, uh, Jason Schaefer. He's uh, he's always got some wonderful perspective on things. He's uh, great. Thank you. Okay. Andrea says, yes, victory. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Alexis says, it would be more than a let's look into it. He's guilty and it's disgusting that the doctor was reinstated. As a mother, how could you have your son see that doctor again? I can't wrap my head around that. Gut-wrenching. Patriot Nick says, complicit in child rape means your name gets wiped from any notable activities. I don't care if you spend your weekends with world leaders negotiating peace. Move this guy from a marked grave to an unmarked hole in the middle of the woods. He deserves no recognition whatsoever. Stevie says, LOL, Jason, quote, tear that fucker down. (laughs) All right. Okay, uh, don't forget, we've got the uh, Patreon, uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happening today at 3.30. If you want to join me on that, sign up on Patreon, 5 or 10 bucks a month, patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Eric Zane. My advice, try it right now. Sign up right now, drop the 5 bucks a month for the audio podcast, 10 bucks a month for the audio, the video, and the live streams. And if you don't like it, 
if you're like, ah, just does, then, then cancel it. Okay. And then you get the rest of that month and then you're done. That, that means you tried, but I think you're going to like it. I put a ton of time and energy and content up each week. I would love you to try it out. Take the challenge and try it. Try me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It keeps the podcast going. If it weren't for Patreon, I wouldn't be able to do this on a regular basis uh, daily like a job. If it weren't for Patreon, this show does not happen. So it's extremely important that you, the audience, uh, at least considers it. I would appreciate that. Uh, Trying me out on Patreon. I work very hard so that you're constantly entertained with uh, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, the Daily Patreon Bonus, Ben and Eric Patreon Podcast, the Insane Asylum, and the Lost Zane Recordings, which a new episode of the Lost Zane Recordings just dropped today. All right? It's funny, looking back on the Lost Zane Recordings from, I believe it was, uh, we are into, yes, we're into July of 2016. The Republican National Convention is going on in this audio time capsule, and I'm ripping on Melania Trump for uh, praising, for ripping off, plagiarizing Michelle Obama's speech from an earlier um, uh, convention. And uh, I remember when I did that on the air. And, man, um, Cartwright called me into the corner office. He goes, yeah, you got to knock that shit off. I go, why? What the fuck is wrong with you? He says, because people are getting pissed off. I was like, well, too fucking bad. That's how it goes. That's, that's what I'm here for. You're not supposed to just sit there and just kiss everybody's fucking ass. Yeah, but, you know, people are turning on you. I go, hey, what? Well, fucking let them. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, I call it like I see it. She ripped off the speech. So uh, we were talking about that, doing that on the Lost Zane recordings. It's, it's an audio time capsule is what it is. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Thanks, as always, to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Side note. Um, Mario owns a football team, the West Michigan Ironmen. And I think I might have told this story, but uh, it's worth repeating. They were playing in the championship game for the indoor football season last weekend. The Indianapolis enforcers were supposed to show up for the championship game. Now, this is not like the NFL, obviously. These guys play for the love of the game. They bust their ass trying to put on a good show for people. It just so happens that the Ironmen are better than every team in the league. They've beaten the shit. There's only one team that scored a point on them this year. Okay? They're really good. So these assholes from Indianapolis suck shit, even though they're in the championship game, and they knew they were going to get their ass kicked. So the story can be told now. They had a mutiny against the coach of Indianapolis, and they said, hey, fuck you. We don't want to go all the way to uh, uh, Muskegon, Michigan, and get our ass kicked in front of people like that. Fuck it. We're not going. So the coach had to call up uh, uh, their coach, had to call up our coach, Nate Smith, and say, hey, guess what? What? We're not coming. How come? Because these pussies don't want to get their ass kicked in front of your fans. He actually said that. Oh, my God. So they forfeited the game. (sighs) Mario's like, come on, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? I'm trying to put on a good show for these people. All right. Anyway, uh, the, the, uh, my friends at Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, would love you to reach out to them. If you're in the market for a mortgage from any state in the U.S., minus four, Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, Alaska, okay, uh, all the rest of you, if you're in the market for a, for a refi or your first mortgage or your 10th mortgage, it doesn't matter, 
Uh, uh, think about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage and MLS number 3035. They're awesome. And uh, I, I like to stress this all the time. Not every mortgage person is created equal. A lot of these folks that do mortgages, they would just love to have. They don't want to mess with the person who's trying to get a $130,000 home. Okay, there's less in it for them, obviously. Uh, the bigger the mortgage, the more money they're going to make. But somebody's got to do this damn job, and that's Mario. And he knows, and he, 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 he beats it over the heads of his staff, that you, you have to uh, uh, facilitate everybody in the same way because these people that are trying to get their first mortgage or are dealing with bankruptcy or bad credit or no credit or whatever, they're going to be have an improved uh, uh, credit rating over time. And then you want to keep them coming back. So he's the guy to service these loans. So don't be shy about it. Ask away as many questions as you want. Do your diligence and interview a few people who are in this industry, but just make sure that you include Mario in this process. 231-332-6505. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Hang on, more water. Oh, my God. I think I might be done taking the Benadryl. The itchiness is, is fading. The um, uh, What is the steroid I'm taking? prednisone god you take six uh, my first night of treatment you take six tablets i think 10 milligrams a tab 10 or 20 it's a lot of freaking steroids six tablets the first night <coughs> excuse me six tablets the second night five tablets third night five tablets fourth night four tablets Times two, three. That's how long it takes. It's 42 tablets I have to take, I think is what they said. And uh, when the physician's assistant said, she goes, it's, it's going to suck, though. Why? You will not be able to get to sleep. Take it as early in the day as you can with food and then keep your fingers crossed. But it's probably going to keep you up. Oh, I would not believe it. And she goes, but it's, it's slowly decreasing the dosage. So it's going to get better. So last night was my second night of having... Uh, second day with uh, five tablets for a dose. I did six times two, and then I did five times two. No difference from six times two to five times two. I was wide awake. It's terrible. It's absolute torture. I lay down at bedtime, which is usually 1030, 10 o'clock. I, I look at stories to talk about in this damn show. I'm all pissed off because of the Schembechler thing. It had, had I known that Theron was going to say something dumb, I would have been even more pissed. Uh, I, I, I try to play Candy Crush. I, 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 I suck. It's terrible. I shut it all down, go to bed, and then I just lay there till like 2.30 in the morning. Ugh. The worst. And then she said, uh, she goes, you're also going to be a very a jittery. That's true. And she goes, you're not going to want to stop eating. I go, that's all I need. That's all I do right now without the medicine is I don't stop eating. <sighs> Yesterday, it wasn't too terrible, though. I had the oatmeal. I had the oatmeal at 7 in the morning. I had that today and then took the medicine. You got to take it on. Uh, you can't take it on an empty stomach. It'll make you sick. I had the oatmeal with bananas and the cranberries. That's good. No added sugar other than the fruit. Had some chips. Not potato chips. I had some uh, chips and salsa. That's no good. I'm not eating well at all. I am not eating appropriately. I still haven't gotten that far in this. 
Uh, I did not crush any candy. I mean, like actually eating candy. I did not eat any ice cream yesterday. Jackie bought pizza during the move, and I was starving. I was like, I need some food, man. I got to go get a run. I'm gonna, I got to get something in my stomach. But, but only two slices of pizza. Only two slices, and I am down half a pound. That doesn't mean anything. 175.4. I think I was 176.6 the other day. So I don't know what I'm down. 1.1 pounds. Doesn't matter. It's still fat as shit. Damn it. All right. Uh, no, Eric, that many steroids isn't making your penis shrink. It's your stomach covering it. Fuck. Kate says Benadryl will dry you up. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Josh adds something to be said about a king agreeing with his queen. No, you're right, man. Kick that can down the road. You don't want to piss him off. Dirk says, if you have them cut a pizza in half, still only two slices. That's not true at all. Everything you say is always wrong. Dirk's trying to convince me uh, that uh, that there's no, that there, that the vaccine is not a vaccine. That's his latest thing. He's he, he's hanging on to this story that a couple of people got sick with COVID on a cruise ship. It's like, so what? No one said this thing is is completely. It's it's your one hundred percent safe. That's what a vaccine does. It is a vaccine and it is working. So I, I didn't want to deal with them. And I said, okay, you're right. The vaccine's fake. It doesn't even work at all. It completely doesn't work. It's all a placebo. They're just putting they're just putting saline into people. The vaccine doesn't work at all. You're right. I didn't I didn't feel like fighting with them. So I was like, I give up. Look at it. He's doing it right. Look at it. He says this. It's not the latest thing. These vaccines don't immunize people from the virus, which was, which was a vac. which what is, uh, he wants to write, what a vaccine does. Dude, shut up. Ugh. There's people that need, need this vaccine. Why? It's not a vaccine you just said. Look at it. In one breath, he says, this is not a vaccine. And then he says, these people need this vaccine. Well, which is it? Tyler says he probably thinks everybody turns into magnets, too. Yeah, I believe that. I believe when I played the clip of the stupid woman uh, uh, doing saying this. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF this frequencies. Is, this that is was Dirk's a girlfriend. And, and it was you, a, I mean, because now, because right now that? we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it Dirk. a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet yeah. Yeah. of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks yeah. all over them and they can stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was yeah. some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, interface between what's being injected and, it's his lover. and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. Dirk makes love to her right in the butthole. Derek says, no, I don't believe the magnetic thing, but it'd be cool for when I drop screws into a computer frame. 
Can you believe that a physician said that? Uh, Adam in Houghton Lake says, I enjoyed the insane asylum this week. Zane, JC's Tales from the Road are the bomb diggity. Oh, my God. JC's Tales from the Road. If you have not yet heard on Patreon, the insane asylum, JC is the afternoon guy slash program director on Q100 in northern Michigan. And this guy has so many amazing tales from when he was uh, working with various bands in the industry. And this week is no exception. That is a regular feature now. JC's Tales from the Road on the Insane Asylum. All right. Uh, I'm running out of gas and I got to pee. So I'm going to save the story, uh, these last two stories about a border collie getting thrown from a car in a car accident. And what the border collie then did afterwards is absolutely heartwarming and amazing. I've got a guy in California who uh, was stuck inside of a giant fan at a California vineyard for several days. Wait till you hear his excuse. When I say a giant fan at a California vineyard, it's this apparatus that they use to try to circulate uh, uh, air in the event that the uh, night air gets too uh, uh, cold and damages the grapes. Okay, that's what this is. Well, uh, this man was found stuck inside of this giant fan. What happened? I'm going to talk about that on the Patreon bonus podcast. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The idiot of the, or I'm sorry, not the idiot of the day. That's that's a past life. The asshole of the day comes up in just a second. It's brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Who is it going to be? I think we've got a two-horse race here. Do we have a repeat uh, with, with yesterday's Bo Schembechler? Do we have Dr. Anderson? Do we say he's the asshole today? Yeah, that's a sick man. He's dead now. Or do we have the University of Michigan? Maybe it's a three-horse race. Do we have possibly Kid Rock? Could Kid Rock upset everybody and be the asshole of the day? I, I don't think so. I've got my thoughts. Who is it going to be? Leave your comments live on the live stream now. Father's Day is right around the corner. When is Father's Day? Is that the end of this month? I don't even know. Oh, it's it's uh, the 20th. Father's Day is the 20th. I would love to do a cameo for your dad. Uh, um, or, the, or the dad in your life. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I can be as sweet or as aggressively mean in these as you want me to be. I have said it before. Very in a, in a very bragging style, no one is better at cameos. I am not a just sit there and read the comments. I am going to say I'm going to talk glowingly or what in any way you want me to talk about the person that is receiving the cameo. Okay, reach out to me cameo.com slash Eric Zane, C A M E O.com slash Eric Zane. It's only $15.99. It's a gift that this uh, your recipient will never ever forget. It is a unique gift. It's one of a kind. It's fun, and they'll have it forever. And it uh, helps keep the podcast going. Very, very important. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. In my life, I have done 94, 94 cameos. And I've never let anybody down. They've all been great. I've gotten all five-star reviews. Go check it out for yourself on the website. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. And see some of the ones I've done in the past. 
for Father's Day, hire me. Congrats to my friends at Blue Frost IT. They just got a, uh, it's been a, uh, nearly two years they've been marketing on the show, and uh, they've stuck with it. And uh, it finally, it's, it's, uh, it's paid off in little increments here and there. It's little small, teeny tiny jobs, but they finally got the, this awesome, awesome uh, setup where this uh, 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 business reached out to them and said, hey, we've heard you on the Zane show, and we want to commit to not only a project, uh, but you to be the managed IT service provider for our veterinary clinic in, I think, Hastings. So uh, Hastings, Michigan. So uh, that's that's huge. And uh, I was very, very proud of Alan and Ashlyn for doing that uh, because I, I, I want nothing but the best for them. And they've really stuck by me for a long, long time. So it made me very, very happy. If you have a small or a medium sized business and you have any project work like you need new uh, tech computers, routers, printers, monitors, uh, new wall drops, you need to update the office or you're moving an office. That's project work. Blue Frost IT does all of that. Sit down with Alan, and he's going to find out your needs. Uh, goes back to the office, prices it all out, tells you how much it's going to cost you, and then he does the work. That's it. And then the managed IT service department, uh, that is uh, monthly so that you uh, are It's basically an insurance uh, policy. You have your own IT department minus the insurance, parking pass, and all that. And it's very, very affordable. I do that on this show. If I can afford it for my tech, you can afford it. And it's smart because if anything goes south and your stuff gets uh, shut down or you have a problem with uh, with some of your tech, the time is money. And uh, if you're trying to figure out your tech issues, you want to uh, have a team ready to go, boots on the ground. That's what Blue Frost IT does. Uh, you can call them at 616-200-8550 or send them an email, info at bluefrostit.com. And then... My pals at Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. You can buy in person at the uh, Alpine location in Grand Rapids on Alpine, uh, Growers Outlet in Byron Center. Also, Kalamazoo and Lansing for Horizon Hydroponics. Or buy it online and pick it up or have them ship it to you. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Orders $250 and over, shipped anywhere in the U.S. Free. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. You'll save 10%. And that um, 10% applies for if you're picking the order up there. As long as you buy it online, you can save 10% or if they're shipping it to you. For anything uh, concerning anything that you're growing, whether that's cannabis, let's be honest here, uh, a a good portion of the customers that go to Horizon Hydroponics, they're growing weed. And it's big, bountiful, and beautiful because they have all the expertise to make that happen at Horizon Hydroponics. Love those folks over there. Let's take a look at the asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? Kenny says asshole of the day. Pretty complex. Sports fans who think sports are more important than protecting kids from pedophiles. That would be Theron, I think. He made that He made that obvious. Uh, Dr. Pedo says Adam. Jason says the doctor. Chris says Dr. Kid Toucher. Dirk says, asshole of the day, cop for flipping the car. Farron even gets a vote. By the way, how about that name, Farron? It sounds like somebody in Game of Thrones. I don't know, man. Um, 
the doctor is sick, though. That's the thing. It's it's. Uh, I, you ever heard cover up being worse than the crime? Is the cover up worse than the crime here? Uh, yesterday it was Bo Bo Schembechler, right there. So I don't know. Uh, but I I am gonna give it to the doc. But I I still uh, with an honorable mention for Schembechler. This creep doctor molesting hundreds of young people, 17, 18 years old. It's remarkable to think, you know, because um, for it to go on that long and, and no one actually punch that guy right in the face, it gives you an idea of what a person in a position of power can do with that power, you know. Uh, Adam says maybe his name is actually uh, Ron, like the Ron. Maybe. I don't think so, though. All right, folks, that is it for uh, this Friday edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. I'm going to leave it right there. They got the uh, Patreon bonus podcast coming up. Coming up at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. I appreciate your support of the show. To see you on Patreon, and don't forget the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast takes place at 3:30 Eastern time today. Have a good one, folks. Thank you.